You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Kept by God is the title of this devotion. You know, I was listening to Andrew Murray's amazing book on humility. And um, it's only 12 little chapters and you can go to libravox.com and you can then download the book for free. And it's 12 little chapters where Andrew Murray shares about the humility of our Savior that he now works in us so that we become like him in that part of his divine nature. And one little part he mentions in that book is how we're being kept by the Lord. And I might be talking here about holiest of all, that it's in the book holiest of all, because I listen to both kind of together, one and then the other. So anyway, I might be mixing here, but anyway, it's in one of those books. But he gives this little story of this man that was going from Africa to Europe. And his friend said to him, listen, I would like you to take my watch and use it on your trip to Europe. But I'd like you to keep it for me and then bring it back to me. And the friend said, wow, amazing. Yes, I'll keep it for you and I'll bring it back to you. And when he brought it back to his friend, and Romero's story, the way he describes it a bit better here, but the face was, was, was completely defaced and, and one of the hands was gone and the, and the little button on the side was gone. And, and he says, here's your watch. I kept it for you. And the man looked at him and he said, yeah, but I wanted you to keep it for me. He said, yeah, but look, I've kept it. Here it is returned to you. And the point Andrew Murray is making with that simple little story is when the Lord talks about keeping us, it's not just, okay, I'm going to keep you so you can go to heaven. No, keep you on a day-to-day basis. How should that watch have been returned? Anybody with common sense would say unmarked, unscathed, undamaged. In the, very great, in the very beauty it was given, it should have been returned. The beauty of the life of Jesus that was given must be returned as we appear before him in perfect likeness of him. Amen. So I want to talk to you today about his keeping us. And here we see Jacob in Genesis 28, as he was on his way from Canaan, to Mesopotamia, which is quite a journey, a long journey. It wasn't a quick little trip that took months to get there because he had to go from what today is Israel to what today would be Iran, Iraq. By the Tigris and Euphrates River, you had a land called Mesopotamia. It was quite hill, hilly or mountainous kind of region there. And that's where Abraham came from, where Nahor, his brother, had a son called Laban, who had a whole family, two daughters, Leah and Rachel, and and many of his sons, and they all lived there. And so 
Jacob was on his way there as his mother had urged him to go and find himself a wife there as his father Abraham had found, had Sarah from there and had found uh, uh, Rachel of uh, Rebecca Rebecca so Rebecca the wife of Isaac was encouraging her son Jacob to also go back to her brother's house Laban's house and find a wife there for himself okay so while Jacob is on his way, he's resting in a place called Ai, which later became the city of Bethel. And he's living, he's resting there. And this is kind of a hill where there's the little town of Ai that became Bethel. And he lays his head to rest on, uh, on a stone that was laying flat on the ground, a bit of a long stone. Uh, quite big and he lays his head on it and he falls asleep asleep and then we'll pick it up from there in verse 12. Uh, well we'll read verse 10 and Jacob went out from Beersheba and went towards Haran so he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set and he took one of the stones of the place and put it at his head and he laid down in the place to sleep and he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was sent, set up on the earth, and its top reached the heaven. And there angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants." Also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and the east, the north and south. And in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I'm with you and I will keep you wherever you go. Again, behold, I'm with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I've done what I've spoken to you. And Jacob woke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I didn't know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God, which is where you get the name Bethel. And this is the gate of heaven. Jacob rose early in the morning, took the stone that he had put at his head, set it up as a pillar and poured oil on it and called the name of that place Bethel. And the name of that city had been lost. I called it I, but it had been lost previously. And Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and keep me in this way, that I am going and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on, so that I come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God, and the stone shall, that I have set as a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. Yes? Now, he comes back in chapter 48, verse 15. Okay, let me see here. In Genesis 48, verse 15, actually what's happening here, this is even later than that. He's in Egypt now, by this time. 
so it's at the end of his life, and he is blessing Ephraim and Manasseh, the two sons of Joseph. And he's praying, and this is what he says in verse 15 of chapter 48. And he blessed Joseph and said, God before whom my father Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has fed me all my life long to this day, the angel who has redeemed me from all evil, bless the lads, the two sons, let my name be named upon them and the name of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, and let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. He says, the God before whom my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, walked, the God who has fed me all my life long. You see, there's something that comes out of being kept by God. Very important what I'm saying right now. There's something that comes out of that. That you look at like, okay, Virginia and I last week celebrated our 39th wedding anniversary. We got married on the 13th of April, 1983. And all I can think about in Virginia is God kept us this marriage. And there's something I just said that comes out of that. And this is what comes out of it. Lord, this is yours. If it wasn't because of your keeping, we would not have this marriage. We would have messed it up. We would have fallen, failed. We would have been divorced. Truly, we would have fallen and been divorced. But God kept us from falling. He kept us from failing. Truly, friends, oh my goodness, do we both know this, that, that our union, our friendship, our love, our appreciation, our working together in the Lord, our walking in the Spirit together, our raising the children and the grandchildren together, it is all the Lord's. None of it is ours. Why? Because he if He hadn't kept us, we wouldn't have it. This is the nature that comes out of God's keeping, that it, that it belongs to Him, that to Him belongs the glory, to Him belongs the praise, to Him belongs the honor. And I want to encourage you from Psalm 121, Psalm 121, where it says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is my, your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day. Don't be afraid about the earth getting hotter, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth, even forevermore. I know that, that there are many of you watching me today who would be able to say, you know, Pastor Robert, if the Lord hadn't kept me, I wouldn't be here today. You know, if the Lord wasn't with me, I don't know where I could be. You know, I don't know where I would be. My troubles would have consumed me. 
my hardships, my pains, my mistakes, my shortcomings, my failings. I don't know where I would be today if it wasn't for the Lord. David said in Psalm 27, verse 13, what? What would have happened to me if I had not believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living? Wait, therefore, be brave, be strong. The Lord will strengthen your heart. Wait, 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 wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. And you know, the Lord, he says here in Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9, he says, Therefore know that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. You know, I, I, I look at this. Uh, in a few weeks, I'll be seeing my mother again. And I haven't seen her for quite a while now, so I'm really looking forward to it. All of us as a whole family are going because they're celebrating uh, the 70th anniversary of the ministry that my father and mother started a long time ago. And they've asked us to come. So we're going as a whole family to celebrate with them on the 26th of May here in 2022. And you know, my mother will see most of the whole family will be there. My sister Esther and her husband, Jerry, who I love with all my soul, and their son, Jared, and his wife, Tara, who are now are the senior pastors of the church they started as they have semi-retired. And my sister Connie and her son, Brenton, and all the family, you know, so much of the family will be there. I think there'll only be maybe two or three missing that can't make it, but everybody will be there. And my mother will look at all her children and grandchildren, great-grandchildren, great-great-grandchildren. You see, my son Joshua and Zachary and Mariah are her grandchildren, right? As I'm her son, they're my children. But then Zachary and Joshua's children are her great-grandchildren. My goodness. <laughs> And she will be looking at the family and all of us are born again. All of us serve Jesus Christ, all of us, the whole family. And you see, the Lord says here that he will keep you, but not just keep you, but if you live in his keeping day and night, then that keeping begins to extend itself to your children and to your children's children. And it doesn't mean that your children or children's children will always have a walk that is, that, that is the way it should be. Because I know my life for about three and a half, four years, four years was w way in darkness and in rebellion and in the world. And yet the Lord's keeping, despite my rebellion, was there. And he brought me out of that because of his faithfulness and mercy to my father and mother. I really believe that if you allow the Lord Jesus to keep you day and night, I've got two scriptures in closing. It will have a reward far beyond your own life, but extend to your children, 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 and on and on and on. Totally. I mean that with all my heart. That's why I say to you, live in his keeping day and night. 
acknowledge Him, recognize Him by saying, Lord, all that we are and all that we have is from You, for You give us all that we need, our future and that of our posterity is in Your hands, Lord. Your mercies have never failed, Lord. We give You praise. There's got to be a nature to show that You live in His keeping by how You talk about what You have by how you think about what you have, by the faith and vision you have for your children. I I hope you're hearing what I'm saying because I believe what I'm saying is so important. He says here to you, and David, for example, three scriptures instead of two. He says in Psalm mm, 25, verse 20, Oh, keep me, Lord, deliver me. Let me not be ashamed or disappointed for my trust and my refuge are in you. You know, God does his part of keeping you, but you do your part of yielding to it. You do your part of seeking it and and, and surrendering it to it and wanting it and wanting it. You you can't use God like a a stop and go light. Yes, keep me. No, don't keep me. I want to do things now. I don't want you to. No, (laughs) he has to. It has to be all out or nothing. It has to be whole or nothing. You, you can't just say, Lord, keep me when I want to be kept, but don't keep me when I don't. No, I want to be kept day and night. Oh, God forbid that he doesn't keep me from even the horrible things. I don't want to know them. Listen, God himself has said, I will not in any way fail you. I will not give you up. I will not leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake you, nor let you down, nor relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. So take comfort, be encouraged, and confidently, boldly say, the Lord is my helper, my keeper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear, dread, or be terrified. What could anyone do to me? The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is my keeper. Come on, believe this. Believe this. You know, that I live free from pain in my neck, in my back, that I live free from pain in my arms, and on and on and on. It's only because of the Lord's keeping. I believe that with all my heart. Really, I do. I live in that faith He will keep me. So when the pain is there, and sometimes it's really harsh, I say, Father, thank you. By your stripes I'm healed. Thank you for keeping my body for your service and praise and glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you. And the pain dissipates. And the Lord keeps me in this body of frailty. The Lord keeps me in holiness in this sinful nature in which I have in the flesh. Oh yeah, I have sin in my flesh, but it has no dominion over me because I'm being kept by the sinless nature of Jesus. It doesn't control my my desires, my thoughts and my ways because I'm being kept by the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm being kept by His sinless nature in me. Oh, if I wasn't being kept by Him, I'd be thinking ways that would grieve the Holy Ghost, but God keeps me and I believe this. Now you do too. So I give him praise for the way I am that is without blame. Not that I'm better than anybody else. God forbid that I would have such thoughts. No, I give him praise. I give him praise. 
I give him praise. And I need this spirit of faith in me daily or the devil will sneak through some kind of circumstances to undermine the faith. Oh, the devil's constantly trying to attack the faith, but I praise God that he has made faith like a shield to shield me and to keep me from falling. Oh, I am so in this faith that I'm going to read to you in closing here. I'm sorry, I can't find it right away. Come on, come at it this way. I have a new Bible, but I don't feel ready yet to use it to preach from because I'm so used to this old Bible. Now to him, Jude 24, Jude has only one chapter, verse 24 and 25. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to our God and Savior alone is wise, be glory, majesty, dominion, power, both now and forever. I believe that our keeper never slumbers or sleeps, Psalm 121, and that When you go through this journey more and more, you will say, I am what I am by His merciful grace. I have what I have by His merciful grace. My life is not my own. I'm being kept by the power of God unto salvation. Oh, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. Amen. Have a good day.